It's another day's journey, and I'm glad.
your hand of mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. To be laid upon us this morning. Thank Father. you, Lord. Thank you. We come, Father, asking you to look down upon us this morning. Have mercy, Lord. And just touch us right now. Right Lord. now, Lord. Right now, Lord. For we all need a touch from you right yes, now. Lord. Yes, Lord. For this world can use a touch from you. Thank Father. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For there's so much trouble Thank going you, on, Father. And we come, Father, asking you to move throughout this land. Yes, Lord. In a mighty and powerful way, as only you can. Yes, Lord. Now, Father, we come asking you to bless this service, Father, that we're about to enter into, Father. We said, we're here, Father, because your son said that if he be lifted up, that he will draw all men unto him. Yes, Lord. So we come this morning, Father, to lift up thy son, Jesus. We come this morning, Father, because we can. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We come, Father, this morning. Because we need to. Yes. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy. We come this morning, Father, because we realize that we cannot do anything without you. Thank you, Lord. And we come this morning, Father, once again to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the blessings, Father. Thank you, thank you for all that you have done. Thank you. For all that you're doing and all that you're about to do. Thank you. Now, Father, we come asking you to look down upon the absent part of this church. Yes, Lord. We ask now, Father, that you bless according to your perfect yes, and holy will. How much, Lord? How much? For you know what's going on in the lives of your people, Father. Thank you, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that you just bless them, Father, and just touch them right now, Lord, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I have so much to be thankful for. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your goodness, Father. Thank you, Father, for your mercy, your grace. I ask now, Father, that you look down upon the pastor of this church. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And help him, Father, to lead your people in yes, the way that you have us to go. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray, Father, that you will give the pastor a word, Father, a word that will give him a word, Lord, on this Christian journey. Thank you. Thank you. We pray your blessing upon this house. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We pray your blessing upon Reverend Jenkins. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Bless his household, Father. Have mercy. Have we mercy. ask now, Father, you bless all your leaders. Thank you, Lord. Thank bless you. this congregation, Father. Have mercy, Lord. Lord, we thank you. Thank, thank you, thank Lord. Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being a true and living God. Yes. Yes. Thank you for your wisdom. Now, Father, we ask now, Father, that you just continue to lead us and direct our path. Help us, Lord God. Help us, Lord. For we cannot make this journey by ourselves. We need you every step of the way. Yes, Lord. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 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 In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Just one more time. One more time.
One more time. One more time. Amen. This is going to bring an end to our devotion service, but now to our praise. We now turn the remainder of the service into the hands of the pulpit. And may God continue to bless each and every one of you, my father's children. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Put your hands together, give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. I'm glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. They're taking this season coming in, in their perfect, uh, respective places. Only way to stand and join us in our doxology, please. Praise God for who all blessings flow to stand. Praise God for
Father God, we also thank you for new mercies each and every day. You gave us a fresh, another, a batch of mercy when we woke up this morning. Thank you, Lord. And we thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. Father God, we don't know why you're so mindful of man, but we thank you for being mindful. We read somewhere in your word, Father God, that we are the apple of your eyes. Yes, and we thank you for that. Father God, you look beyond our faults and you continue to bless us. You look beyond our faults and you meet us in our every need. We just want to say thank you for that. Father God, not because we have done anything to be worthy of it, but Father God, it's because your son died on the cross for our sins and we have covered in his blood. And we thank you for that. So we approach this, this mercy seat. We're approaching boldly, Father God. To inquire of you, Father God. Someone needed for one thing and someone needed for another. We don't know what our neighbor needs, Father, but we know that you're more than able, you're more than able to deliver us and provide for us that which we should need. So, Father God, we ask that you just move on our behalf right now. Somebody's body needs healing or help you, Father. We ask for Father God that you just heal their bodies right now in the name of Jesus. Let healing take place in their lives spiritually, physically, and mentally right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, right now we just want to continue to say thank you, Father God, because you continue to make a way out of no way for us. So we can hold a job in somebody's life. Come against the spirit of poverty and failure in the lives of your people right now. In the name of Jesus. If you would do that, Father God, we'll be so thankful to you. We'll be so, so grateful. Father God, to continue to make a way out of your will. Father God, we ask you to continue to raise a standard against the enemy when he comes and rushes in on us like a flood. We ask you, Father God, to continue to be a battle in the time of the battle. Right now, Father God. Father God, we know we rest not against flesh and blood, but we rest against spiritual wickedness and high places. So Father God, cover your people in the blood. Put a hand to protect around them where we are weak at. Strengthen them where we are weak and put us up and torn down. And Father God, we realize that the battle is not ours, that is yours. So just do what you say you will do. And Father God, bless the Jerusalem as a whole. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Provide every need in this ministry that needed right now in the name of Jesus. We're thankful, oh Father God. We're thankful for what you've done already. We ask you just keep on doing what you said you're doing. What you're doing is just good enough for us. Anywhere you bless us, we'll be all right with us. So Father God, it's something that I did not say in this prayer. It's something I forget to mention, oh God. We ask you to allow your Holy Spirit to make intercession for us. Knows what we need and where we need. If you do this, you're so thankful for us, oh Heavenly Father. We be so careful to give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. And all who love the Lord say, Amen. 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 And Amen. Put your hands in the No. 
sanctuary. Uh, I think I may have one visit to the back. Granted, yeah, two faces I recognize. Your first time visiting us today, brother? Nah, pass it all to the people. Amen. Amen. Stand up in this gate and give us your name and so we can greet you after church. Bernard Trotman. Brother Trotman, good, good to have you here. You can, came in uh, worship. You can wait anywhere to worship today, but you came in and you're on good ground. We know how to get a prayer through it in here. We thank God for you. Take your time out to come. God's going to bless you. We just ask that uh, when he answers that prayer for you, that you pray in here. That you get your shout that the Son of God came through for you. Amen? Amen. Good to have you here, my brother. No, he didn't say Trump. He said Trotman. 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 What you feel comfortable. It's a family church. We all have a lot of fun in here. Amen? Amen. Amen. Don't necessarily call you to announce the red into your hearing. And there's no more for me to say that. It's offering time. The Bible says, bring all the tithes from the storehouse to be meat in my house. He said, who you not a child of God? I open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot receive. Amen? Amen. The truth says, try me. Doesn't also say, or doesn't only say trauma, but he says, he said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Amen? Amen. We know that we can't be God given, but God is a strong provider. But guess what? This is better. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So we can just do what God asks us to do. Does not mean that we're all in the same area financially that we need to be. But guess what? We're gonna call those things and not as if they are. Amen? And allow God to work those things out for us in our life. He sure will do it. Amen? Amen. We bless this offering in advance. Well, Father, right now we ask you to bless this offering we might give unto you. We ask, oh, Father God, that you bless everyone under the sound of my voice. Come against the spirit of poverty and failure in the lives of your people. Father God, let the spirit of prosperity and success breathe within their lives right now. You said, Father God, that you have come so we have life and have it more abundantly. And we thank you for that. So, Father God, whenever your people give unto you, bless them first of all for their obedience. And then return it back to them sevenfold. Press down, shake together, and run it over. Let this offering be used in betterment and ability in your kingdom. And when given days over, down in the whole heavenly Father, send us a place anywhere. And your kingdom will be just all right with us. Thank you. Do this simple thing for us, Father God. We will thank you immensely. And all who love the Lord say, Amen. 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 Church is standing. Come from the back.
Thank you so much, choir and church, for the fine job. Amen. 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 It's a fine job that that our musicians, musicians, they thank God for. Amen. Thank Amen. I'll uh, turn your Bibles for a minute. It's a word from the Lord. <clears throat> Not my desire to hold you long. The New Testament book of Matthew, Matthew chapter twenty-five. <clears throat> New Testament book of Matthew, chapter 25. I want to shine a sermonic spotlight on verses 14 through 30. Of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. I will read long, but don't worry, I'll read short. I can see someone face out there, what are you doing? Amen. <laughs> I had to give you the whole context. Amen. Amen. I don't want you to miss none of that. I want to give you the whole context of what I'm trying to say. Amen? And your own quiet time to read all of Matthew chapter 25, verses 1, until it's in its entirety. But any contains the context about which I'm about to preach from. Amen? Amen. Yeah. But because of the length of time and time restrictions placed upon us. Amen? Amen. I just shine some on the spotlight on Matthew chapter 25. Verses 14 through 30. He, the words of the Lord. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling in a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one, went and dig in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants coming and reckoned with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained Beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, Thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. This Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent, came and said, Lord, 
I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid. And I went and I hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord asked and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury. That word usury means some interest. Take therefore the talent from him, and he gave it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have an abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away, even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And we know that God's word is already blessed. Let me take your seats in the presence of the Lord. I'll put a tag on this text. You can remember. Use it or lose it. Use it or lose it. This pericope, this portion of this one parable and three in three movements. In the first parable of these three movements of the parables of the kingdom, Jesus is talking about some wise and foolish virgins. And then the third parable, he's talking about some sheep and goats. When the master comes, he will separate the sheep from the goats. And one will be on the left hand and the other on the right hand. And he will say certain things to the ones on the left and the ones on the right. And then in the second parable, he talks about a man traveling into a far country. The kingdom of heaven, it said, is like a man traveling into a far country who called his own servant, his own servants, and delivered unto them his goods. He did not trust his money to an investment house. He did not trust his money to a brokerage firm. He called his own servants, which means or meant he trusted them. He trusted these servants with an exorbitant amount of money. Now a talent in Bible times, New Jerusalem, in the scripture, a talent is equivalent to 15 years wages. One talent. So for one man to be given five talents is to be given five times 15, 75 years wages an exaggerated amount of money. And the man who had two talents had an exorbitant amount of money. Even the man with one talent had an extraordinary amount of money. Now we allegorize this text at times and make the talents to mean gifts. And I guess that's alright. You can go ahead and do that if you want to. 
We can still do that. But in the scripture, I got to keep it by the book. In the scripture, it means it's talking about weights and measure. It's talking about money. money. It's talking about money, not talents. An extremely large amount of money. And he did not trust it to a brokerage firm. He did not trust it to an investment house. He didn't give it to Morgan Stanley and Dean and Widow. He didn't give it to J.P. Morgan Chase. He called his own servants because he put his trust in them. Sound like Sunday school again, huh? God don't play. And the Bible says straightway he took his journey. And straightway for the man is also straightway for the servants. Because as soon as he left, they left. And they got about, two of them, their industry. The one who had five talents went to work hard and brought back 100% return on the Lord's investment. When the Lord came back, he had a time to reckon with him. He had a season to give an account. Are y'all still with me? All right. Of their stewardship. Because the money was not theirs. The talent did not belong to them. It belonged to the master, to the Lord. But while it was in their care, it was their responsibility to be diligent and industrious in its growth. And so when the Lord comes back, this is a day of reckoning, brothers and sisters. This morning, when the Lord Jesus comes again, there will be a day of reckoning for us. We are going to have to give an account of our stewardship. He called them to account. And the one who had five talents came and said, Master, Lord, you have given me five talents. And here I have gained five talents more. Are y'all with me? Five talents other than that you gave me. The master said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over these few things. I will make you ruler over many. Enter now into your master's joy. The one who had two talents came and said, Master, you gave me two. And I got two more besides what you gave me. And the master says the same thing to the one who had two. Then he said to the one who had five. He said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter now into thy master's joy. Now the one who had two was not envious of the one who had five. Y'all with me? Yeah. Because neither one of them deserved any of it. Because all of it belongs to the master. That's why you should not look out of your eye with envy at anything God is doing in someone else's life. Do I need to say that again? Don't get angry about what God is doing in someone else's life. God blesses us according to our ability to handle it. Some of us are five-talent people. Some of us are just two-talent people. But work with what you have. How y'all hear me? Work with what you have. Thank God for what you have. 
Now listen, now listen. It does not have to be the best. Just make sure it's your best. Make sure you are doing your best with it. And when you do your best, when the Lord comes again, when the day of reckoning comes, you'll hear him say, well done. The one who had one talent went and hid his Lord's money in the ground. And when the Lord came to reckon with him, he said, I knew you. Listen to this. I knew you. I know what kind of man you are. You are a hard man. You reap where you have not sown. You gather where you have not scattered some seeds. And I knew you were a difficult person to deal with. He said, I would have done more, but I was afraid. I would have given it my best effort, but I didn't think you would notice. So at least I didn't lose what you gave me. I hit it. And the master says, listen to this. This is what the Lord is going to say to someone. And the master said to him, you wicked, slothful, lazy, unindustrious, no good, wicked servant. You know who I was before I left. You know what I was going to require. And if you were not going to do anything with it, why didn't you just give it back to me? Y'all hear me? Yeah. At least give it back to me so I can put it in the bank and get an exchange with some interest on it. i tell you what I'm going to do with you. I'm going to take your one talent and give it to the man with ten. Because the one who has what I gave him and does not use it, I'm going to give it to somebody who has got sense enough to know what to do with it and appreciate it. Cast you out. You have been cast out into outer darkness where there will be a weeping and gnashing of tears. I want you to get this before I make my little points right quickly here. He gave one five talents because he had the ability to handle them. He gave one two talents because that's all he could handle. He gave another one talent because God knows he was not a five talent person. So he would not put on him anymore. Are y'all with me? He would not put on any one of us any more than we can handle. Uh -huh. Now that's being a merciful master. Right. Not to put in his hands, in our hands, what he knows we can't handle. Right. Listen. Listen to what I'm about to say. To this. God does not give anything everything. God does not give anything everything. But he does give everything something. Y'all with me? He does not give anything everything, but he does give everything something. Let me see, can I paint a better picture for you? Let me see, can I make it this plain and simple for you? The most beautiful bird God ever created, Dr. Jacob, is a peacock. When that peacock opens his tails, I want you to know, only the male has those feathers like that. The female peacock does not have it, because the male wants to attract the female. Yes, I threw that in for free. <laughs> when that peacock spreads his feathers, 
There's no sight more glorious than that of a peacock. Because it's a beautiful bird. But look at the peacock's feet. It has the ugliest feet of any creature God ever created. Not only does it have ugly feet, Dr. Jenkins, it can't fly. It's a bird that can't fly. Now an eagle does not look anything like a peacock. But from two miles in the sky, uh -huh. the eagle can see a rat crawling on the ground. He can fly and look directly into the sun and never blink his eyes. God does not ever give anything everything. But he gives everything something. Y'all with me? Or y'all just don't get it? Which means Pastor Clark don't have to preach like Dr. Jenkins. Deacon Frodo doesn't have to sing like Deacon Cook. God does not give anything everything. Are y'all with me? But he gives everything something. And the something God gives you, if nobody appreciates it, you use it. Are y'all hearing me? If they like you, if they don't like you, if they're on your side, if they're not on your side, if they compliment you, if they criticize you, God gave it to you. So since God gave it to you, you need to use it so you will not lose it. Amen. Amen. Time out for making excuses. Why we can't do what God called us to do. And don't say you don't know what God called you to do. Do something. Do something for the Lord. Because if you ain't, you do something, you make an attempt to do something, if it's not the right thing, God got a thing called the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That will lead and direct you into the right path. But if you ain't doing nothing, don't expect nothing. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Yeah. Y'all make a go flashback home school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If the truth were known, every one of us in here, you know something? Let me just regress a little bit. The problem with us as Christians is we're scared. We're afraid, we're frightened, and we're terrified of our past. Because this morning, if the truth were told, every one of us in here lives in a haunted house. Every one of us in here lives in a haunted house. There are some ghosts from our past that we are ashamed to talk about. All right, all right. There are some skeletons, some bones in our closets that we try all we know to keep hidden because we got a Sunday morning face. Don't uh -huh. talk bad to me. We got a Sunday morning face and a Monday morning face. When we shout and cut up in here on Sunday, but follow us home. And we do everything we can to press our shoulder up against the closet door to keep the past from coming out. But if you're afraid of your past, and you can't do what God called you because you're so afraid what people say about your past, the Bible has a word for that too. I'm in the book. The book of Colossians says, he took our sins. And nail them to the cross. All right, all right. 
from the past to embarrass us, Jesus said, I paid for that. Whatever comes out on us that everybody at church don't know, that's all right. Jesus wanted to let y'all know. He said he paid for that. Don't let the past haunt you and prevent you from using your gift. There's some people are afraid of the present. You're afraid of the past, but then you're afraid of the present. God has a calling on your life. And I ain't trying to say God calling you to preach. I ain't trying to mess it up, Dr. G. I ain't trying to say that. God's got an item he's putting in your spirit. God's got a plan that he wants you and only you to work out. But you are paralyzed in the prison. And you analyze and analyze and analyze and analyze. Until you analyze and make yourself paralyzed. And you can't make a decision to do what you need to do. Ah, let me look like A donkey is tied between two bales of hay. Y'all with me? Uh -huh. The rope is long enough to reach each one of the bales, but one at a time. But not both bales at once. So if the donkey stands there hopelessly confused, analyzed, analyzed, frustrated, and dies of starvation, because he can't make a decision of which bail to eat first. Mm. He can eat both of them if he just decides. Right. <laughs> now we should have more sense than a donkey. We should be more smarter than a jackass. God has given you the ability. God has given you the resources. God has put people in our life to help us get and bring the vision to fruition. We can come out of paralyzation. And, but we cannot move forward because we're scared and we don't make a decision. Yesterday is a canceled check. Tomorrow is a promissory note. Today is a cash in your hand. What are you afraid of? Why can't, why, 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 why can't you move forward? And then some people are, are finally afraid of the future. We live in a world now where everything is in a crisis. A healthcare crisis, yes. an economic crisis, yes. a job crisis, yes. a crime crisis, a stock market crisis, a terrorism crisis. And we are huddled around the TV, changing channels on the radio to get the good, get the news of what the stock market is doing and what Wall Street is saying and what the president is going to do, what Congress is going to do. Can I help us right there keep it real? Go ahead. Go ahead. Black people have never been highly invested in Wall Street. Now, we didn't even know it was an oppression. We, the black people didn't even know it was an oppression in 1929. Because God always carried us. All right, all right. I wish I had some help with that. God has always opened doors for us. God has always made a way for us, Dr. Jenkins. That's why, I, that's why our worship is different from their worship. That's why our preaching is different from their preaching. Because we know a God who can pick you up yes. and turn you around yes, and place your feet on some yes. solid ground. All right. yes. The economy, the stock market doesn't bother black folk. We can eat neck bones, pig feet, backbone stew. <laughs> black people can make a meal out of anything right. and make it taste good too. Yes, because the God 
your dream. Use what God got you. Go on and work out your plan. Go on and see your vision to its final conclusion. God is on your side. You don't have to. You don't have to have five talents. Use the one you have. You don't have to have two talents. Use the one that you have. I was getting happy for a while, Dr. James. Because you don't have to try to live like somebody else. Can I have that witness in heaven? Amen. You may not have a two-bedroom apartment, but the Lord gave it to you. A piece of job is better than no job. Try to make a dollar out of 15 cents. God knows how to stretch our money. Thank God that he woke you up and gave you health and strength. To go and get it on your own. And if you work with it, what you have, God will multiply. Yes. Can I have you this in here? Take your one talent and don't bury it. Don't put it in the ground because you will lose it if you don't use it. Don't hide your gift. They may not give you a chance to use it where you are. They may not even appreciate you in church. But it's not their dream. It is your dream. It's not no one else's goal. It's your goal. It's not their vision, it's your vision. God and you are the only one who can bring it to fruition and bring it to pass. Because when it's all over, the Lord isn't going to bless me for being Carl Johnson. The Lord's not going to bless me and pat me on the back for being like Dr. Daddy Jenkins. But the Lord's going to shake my hand for being Warren J. Clark. That's who he created me to be. But there's something I want to hear him say. I preach in great pulpit, Sister Marston. They said nice things about me in some of these churches, but that's not what I want to hear. I've had the mayor of West Park come in here on an anniversary and say some nice things about me. Yeah. On Facebook, I get many inbox messages saying, thank you for preaching to where I can understand it. God is going to blow you up one day, but that is not really what I want to hear. Right. Not what I need to hear. Many right. pastors have told me, you're faithful, Bob. You are humble and you're trying to do the right thing. God is pleased and he's going to bless you one day. But that's really not what I want to hear, Sister right. Jenkins. Dr. Jenkins has pastored for 44 years. A man who many pastors and I hold in high esteem and respect. That I have gotten close enough to to call him dad now. Sits in this pulpit listening and observing all I do and say. Get up after I preach. Hugs me and says, son, pastor, thank you for the word. You preach Something good in here today. That means the world to me. That's not what I really want to hear. That's not really what I want to hear. New Jerusalem calls me pastor, Sister Marcy, but that's not really what I want to hear. My daughter's daughters call me daddy. That's not what I really want to hear. My grandson calls me grandpa, and I love my grandson. That's not what I really want to hear. When the battle is over, in the sands of time. When I lay my burdens down, when I get through with life fit for fever, when I hear my, well, I want to hear my God, my Jesus, my Savior, my friend, that's sticking closer than a brother. Here. My Heracles, my Mary's little baby, the lily of the valley. You know what I want to hear him say? I want to hear him say, Servant, Over many things. Yeah. Enter now in. Yeah. 
Lord. Of the Lord. Yes. Now you think we're having a good time here this morning? Oh, we ain't having a good time this morning. I said, you think we're having a good time here this morning? Just as soon as my feet strike down. Uh-huh. I'm going to lay my heavy burdens down. And I'm going to tell the Lord how, just how y'all treated me down here. I was up sometimes. I, I laughed at y'all sometimes. I, was, I had to cry sometimes. But I can't wait to hear him say, well done. Well done. You have done well, my servant. Enter now into the joy of your Lord. And Lord, Lord bless and keep you. This is my prayer. Praise the holy name. Yes. Yes. 
We yeah. heard our grandmamas, our mamas and dad, our great great grandmamas talking about this, but we in it. Yes, yes. We're definitely in it. Yes. Amen. Amen. I'm just glad that when it really come down, we will be gone. Yeah. <laughs> Called rapture. All right. The rapture of the church. And I'm talking about the building, I'm talking about the people of God. Yeah. Amen. I'm just glad I, I do not want to be left behind. Amen. 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 We thank God. Amen. Our hearts and minds are ready now. We're ready to go. Amen. 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 This is divine. I want to say thank you for coming out. I, want you, I see you are faithful member of the church. You're always online. I know you joined a long time Amen. ago. But I want you to know, I, I know you recognize the brother, but I, I know you're there. And I thank you for, for bringing him in. I pray, appreciate both of you guys. Amen. Let the church Now and forevermore. And let the church say, Amen. Amen.